0: Time once again for our wine chat, our weekly wine chat with Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Demi. How are you today? I'm doing great. How could you not be great? It's going to be near 80 today. In some cases, it will be 80. How about that? Isn't that something? If I was going to talk about a wine for chilly days. <laughs> well, they'll be coming. <laughs> they'll be coming. You're absolutely right. I was mindful. I got a text, I think, yesterday. From a friend who's in Barcelona who commented that the sacred family cathedral designed by the famous architect Gaudi is almost finished. Well, I don't think it'll be finished ever. But uh, it it reminded me of Barcelona, which I think is the most sophisticated city on the entire Mediterranean. And that takes in a, a broad scope of places around that whole big Mediterranean Sea. But Barcelona is a wonderful place to visit. And, of course, I love it so much because it's so very, very close to Rioja. And Rioja is a red wine from Spain, which I think embodies Spain. Uh, When you take a sip of Rioja, you're mindful of uh, serrano ham, perhaps, and green olives and maybe some manchego cheese. It's just Spain encapsulated in a wine. It is usually pretty hefty to Tempranillo grape. Tempranillo grape is another thing that's totally Spanish. You know, we get so many grapes from around the world that were brought in by the Phoenicians or the Croatians. or uh, It didn't come from the country uh, that they are famous for. But in the case of the Tempranillo and Spain, it is absolutely, definitely, entirely a Spanish product. Tempranillo is native to Spain; it's indigenous to Spain. And while it is uh, planted all over the world, etc., nowhere does it do as well as it does on its home turf of Spain. And it's the principal grape type of the entire Iberian Peninsula, including Portugal. However, The place where it really shines, in my opinion, like no other, is Rioja. Rioja is a wine area. As I say, it's very close. It's maybe an hour and 40 minutes outside of the city of uh, Barcelona. And it's a wonderful place to visit. And the wine itself is, uh, uh, like I say, just a remarkable thing. It, It reminds me so much of Spain itself. I've been there many, many times. And I've never ceased to be amazed at how wonderfully it's made and how proud they are of their own Riojas. And they're good wines uh, for this time of year, in my opinion, because they go so well with hearty dishes. And, it's, you know, it's unlike today being going to be a glorious day, uh, and in the high 70s and 80s, in a few days it'll get brisk and chilly again. And you'll probably want something to have uh, with a, a very hearty dinner to ward off the cold, and nothing could be better than Rioja. As I said, I personally am very partial to, to the area. It has a wonderful noble history that goes back a long, long time. Uh, the, there are comments about Rioja wines dating back to the 7th and 8th century, and an official documentation uh, is as early as the 10th century, So uh, it has a very noble background. I remember once uh, being in uh, Logorno, which is sort of the capital, and I was with the Marquis de Murrieta. And the Marquis had just purchased some vineyard land there and renamed it after himself, uh, as people do. And uh, we were going through the vineyards, and he discovered this huge cask of wine. It was from my birth year, 1942, and uh, he said, well, it's probably not any good. It's been in an oak barrel all this time. Well, turned out we they opened the barrel, the winemaker did, and it had, the inside had become caked uh, with like calcium, uh, the droppings of the Tempranillo grape, and it had insulated all that wine. It was just well, remarkable, and I was able to get about 10 cases of, out of that barrel. There were, were several hundred cases in there, but I got 10 or 12 for myself, and I kept them. And for many, many years, I was able to open a bottle of my birth year wine on my birthday. And even as I got older, the wine got better. In fact, another real testimonial, I think, to the wines of Rioja is the fact that years ago, Bordeaux tastings were extremely popular, and you'd have... People would come to different houses and you'd taste your way through wines of St. Julian (laughs) or wines of Puyac. These are communes in Bordeaux. And at the end of the evening, when I was hosting it, I would always pull out a wine. In fact, we usually all pulled out a bottle of wine and had everybody guess what it was at the end. Well, I always picked the Rioja. And the reason I did is it inevitably fooled everybody. They all. Would think it was a Bordeaux, and I'm, I might add a rather high end Bordeaux. Uh, that's the quality you get in Rioja wine. And another bit of good news about Rioja wines is they're modestly priced compared to what you have to pay today for those wines we were tasting at the beginning when we'd say go through a whole series of Chateau Lynch Bage, which is a Puyak, and today. Retails for hundreds of dollars a bottle at the time. It was you know maybe fifteen, twenty dollars a bottle, and the Rioja was maybe five or six. <clears throat> and today, you could taste those wines at hundreds of dollars a bottle, and I guarantee you, open up a twenty-five or thirty-five dollar bottle of Rioja and have the same delightful experience of no one knowing what kind of Bordeaux it was, and that uh, relationship to Bordeaux is uh, not really too fluky. At the turn of the last century, in the uh, late 1800s and early 1900s, we exported to Europe a uh, root louse, uh, and that root louse decimated the vineyards of all the world. And the the cure eventually was they grafted everything onto American rootstocks because the American grapes Vines were immune to phylloxera. However, a good thing happened for Rioja. A lot of uh, that phylloxera had a hard time crossing the Pyrenees Mountains, and around Rioja, which was a well known vineyard for a thousand years or more, uh, they didn't have any phylloxera. So a lot of the Bordelais that had enough money packed up and went to Rioja. And thus, and, and taught the Spanish there a little bit more about winemaking because they really had uh, more ex- sophistication, let's say, in uh, dealing with growing grapes and that. And uh, that influence is there today. Uh, when they, when you make uh, a Rioja, it's very comparable to making uh, Bordeaux. They started to the blend. The two principal grape types they are the Tempranillo, which is a lot of Riojas are 100% Tempranillo, so it's always high to Tempranillo. And then they put in a little Grenache, and then they have a couple of other little blending grapes that they use here and there. But the principal ones are Grenache and Tempranillo. And the French that moved in had a little influence in regulating and making regulations for Rioja. So today there's four uh, classifications of Rioja, just straight Rioja. It's a basic form of wine. Usually you can get a Rioja like that, very, very modestly priced, 10 or $12 a bottle. Then you can have Crianza. Now that, to be labeled Crianza, the Rioja must spend a minimum of one year in a wooden cask. And then it spends another few months in the bottle before it's shipped anywhere. Then the number three is the Reserva. And these are usually the better grapes of the harvest and made in years that are better than other years. They don't make reservas every year. Uh, (coughs) They make vintage wine every year, but they don't make reservas. Excuse me. Uh, And Riojas are uh, aged three years in wood and one year in the bottle at rest. And like I say, you can find a wonderful Rio Reserva for about $30 a bottle. And then the best of the best, the Grand Reserve. It's only made when they can declare a super vintage, which isn't every year. Uh, It has to be aged in oak barrels for uh, at least two to three years, and then another two to three years put in the bottle at rest in the cellar. And then... In, uh, released and available to the public and uh, those are worth seeking out there, you know very few areas of the world do the wines take bottle age well you know Bordeaux of course uh, Burgundy and again not all Bordeaux's and not all Burgundies. you have to really get the best of the best uh, for them to age well uh, Brunello di Monticino in Italy Bar- Barolo in Italy in northern Italy Those are good aging ones. Champagne ages, uh, if you like to drink it like the Brits do, which is slightly oxidized. They just absolutely love their champagne that way. A lot of people would say, I can't drink this. It's matterized or oxidized. Well, the Brits like that in champagne. But anyhow, uh, Riojas take age just beautifully, even the lowest Rioja seems to age fairly well. It's a uh, worth seeking out, believe me. It's a, there's a lot more to Rioja than, uh, as I mentioned, sitting on a, a porch on a nice fall day like today is going to be and have a glass of Rioja and maybe a little bit of that serrano ham and some manchego cheese. Uh, you know all's right in heaven. And uh, believe me, if you ever get an opportunity to go to Barcelona, Take that little side trip up to Rioja. You won't be disappointed. It's a picturesque area of Spain, and the wines are nothing short of spectacular and so undervalued in today's market. So if you're looking for a real bargain, look no further than Rioja. The wines are just worth seeking out, and there's a lot of them. Uh, And as I said, uh, it's a little bit like finding a very Well-made Bordeaux for a low price. Uh, For some reason, that Tempranillo has a lot of qualities that Cabernet has, but they also have in the nose a lot of fruitiness. You get cherries in the nose and sometimes a little leather. Reminds me a bit of Burgundy or the Pinot Noir. So anyhow, a good thing to do to think about is to have some Rioja wines. Incidentally, you know, at Haskell's right now, we also have that 6 for 60, and Ted Farrell has put one together, that samples of wines uh, that are bogos. That is where you buy one and get one free. And they, the 60s put together this time a really a very pleasant uh, fall supply of wines. There's Lagandola Chardonnay from Italy, which is terrific. Croissant Chardonnay from California, which reminds me a little bit, of Kendall Jackson, that buttery type of uh, Chardonnay. He's got a Beaujolais in there called Morgan de Muillers that is really terrific, slightly chilled. It would be great with salmon on the grill. Uh, Then he's got a Pinot Noir called Grand Conseiller gearbox from California, which is a go-to everyday Pinot Noir It's so modestly priced. And then Baron of Thieves, another uh, red wine that will stand up to almost anything. But anyhow, uh, that's available right now at most of Haskell stores, and as are a lot of other bogos. There's over 50 of them to choose from. But uh, as yeah, I, go ahead. Well, as I was saying, to wind it up on Spain, if you ever get an opportunity to visit Barcelona, by all means take the time to see that wonderful cathedral that Gaudi created and also take a trip up to the Rioja, and you'll find out what the real culture of Spain is the food and wine. It's sensational. It's worth visiting that little town of Lagorno. I was going to say, Jack, we should put together a good neighbor tour, Haskell's, to uh, to oh, Spain. You, we, may, you <laughs> I want to leave right now after that. hearing this.
1: Yes, we should.
0: We, should. we haven't done that in years. Well, let's think about it. In the meantime, uh, you get a lot of help from those good folks at Haskell's. Give us some locations, Jack, before yeah. I know you have to take your leave. Yeah, indeed. The folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine. This is a great time to stock your cellar because our fall sale is going on right now. And like I said, we have over 50-plus Bonbos where you buy one bottle, get the second one free. And they love to talk about wine. They'll help you pick a perfect wine for whatever you're going to serve. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. We have a place down in Bloomington. There's one in Excelsior. In Faribault, there's one right off of thirty-five. A Mabel Grove, our super seller, is not to be missed. 22,000 square feet of wines from all over the world. In Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's the Haskells at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Island Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come in, go to Haskells.com. And don't forget, we do deliver. And we'll deliver another show next week, Jack. Looking forward to that. You know, Denny, I will, too. Thank you. Jack Farrell, you bet. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.